Hello everyone and welcome to the Two Have and Two Roll podcast. My name is Oliver. On this show, Robin and myself are talking with Phil. Phil is a long-term LARP player and a player in the Empire LARP system here in the UK. His character is in the Nation of Dawn and is a general for one of the Dornish armies. We talk about the military game and what it's like being a general and the other parts of the military game when it comes to the Empire LARP system. If you're watching this on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. If you are new here, please consider subscribing. It does help us out and also lets you know when a new episode is posted and it's completely free also if you're listening on your favorite audio platform you can leave us a nice review that's another free way to help us out if you would like to get in contact with us the details are in the episode description but with all that out of the way let's get into our conversation with phil Go hello. We have Phil here with us. Phil, how long have you been laughing for? Uh, it's going to be twenty years this year. Twenty. Uh, yeah, like I started when I well, I started laughing when I came to university, uh, which was two thousand and three. So mm-hmm. um, it is coming up on the two decade anniversary in like September. Wow, which is wild. So what? So what was that first kind of game like? Is it like club style um, LARP or? Yeah, so uh, the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, I think you had Jamie talk about it a little bit. Um, oh, right, that yeah, was yeah. that yeah, was yeah, that was my first introduction to LARP. Um, was going along as a fresher on what they've called the Freshers Adventure, which okay. was basically everyone who's a fresher gets to play. Everyone who's not is the crew for that game. Um, That's I can't a... remember much of the plot or anything, no. but. Like no. it, it was it was dead cool. So I was like, yeah, I definitely want to come back and keep on doing this. Um, although my origin story goes further back than that. Yeah, I was just about to say, tw- yeah, yeah, tw- 20, 20 years. So, like, did you did you go as a, a kid then to one? Uh, no, uh, like the origin story is uh-huh. that I watched The Princess Bride uh-huh. when I was about nine or ten, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, oh, that looks really cool. I want to do stuff like that. Um, got into fencing. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Like, did fencing right throughout like uh, secondary school and uh, into college. Went to uh, like under eighteen nationals at various points and stuff like that. Um, and then came along to university and was like, okay, I, I like sword fighting, and I joined the university fencing team. But then I also like went along to this LARP thing for the first time and was like, this is actually scratching that Princess Bride itch better than than the fencing fencing yeah. is. <laughs> um, so. I, by the end of university, I wasn't really fencing that much, but I was absolutely yeah. doing LARP all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I, f- I think you're you're the first person who's who's um, fenced that we've spoken to because we, I we, think so. Yeah, we always it's always a difficult one that when we talk about like LARP and combat, like there's a lot of skills that people have that go, oh yeah, you know, and and it's like how transferable are they all? Like fencing is that is that does that help so, you in LARP combat at all? Or I found it really transferable because the fencing teaching that i went through was uh quite footwork focused Mm. um and footwork and distance control is absolutely one of the things that you can always transfer to LARP. like the the tough bit of it is that we're very rarely on a flat enough surface that it feels like fencing footwork yeah but at the same time you get taught to sort of like reach back with your back foot check what your footing is like Yeah. yeah um 
So you end up needing to do it a little bit slower than if you're on a piste or something. But yeah. at the same time, it um, it is transferable. And the number of people who get really an- annoyed at you when you've got such good control of distance that you're like, well, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna step back about five inches. And that means that you're going to miss me by two inches with that swing that you're swinging at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess you have to just account for like, obviously in fencing the sword, I'm assuming the swords are all the a standardized length. Yeah. Um, and I, and obviously if you, I'm just like putting in, putting in my, in my head as a thought experiment, I guess, obviously you, you get used to being like, oh yeah, this, this opponent has a long reach. So you, you mm-hmm. account for that. But then when you jump into like a, a LARP system, like empire, then you've got to account for like, pole arms and huge great big uh, great swords and it gets trickier yeah shields um, as well <laughs> like a lot of it is just like being in in good neck for it yeah. like i've not i've not done serious serious lot fighting for like four or five years i think at mm. this point yeah. um because my knees started going um and haven't really improved so i've not been making the battlefield i think i could probably throw down an attorney but that's because the glory squares just there like if i do if i do many in i've not got very far to limp to get into (laughs) into a safe tent exactly and it's and it's relatively like it's 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 controlled in the glory square and it's relatively flat and you're not going to be fighting for a long time like yeah i I think a lot of people with the with the adrenaline like you go way beyond your limit when you're out on that battlefield you're like running for like I, i can barely i mean a lot of most people I imagine after like 15 minutes of exercise are should really cool it at that. But then out on that battlefield, people are like going for like an hour and a half, two hours running around un- uneven ground. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the uneven ground more than anything that yeah. is the bit that just puts me off because I know that if I roll my ankle, I'm not, I'm not just gonna not be able to finish that fight but i'm gonna have a bit of a rubbish time for most of the rest of the weekend having to limp around that is yeah that's a good point yeah yeah that's ex- exactly because yeah it's not it's not a that's not the focus of the of the weekend like the, the battle's great yeah but it's like yeah if you if you injure yourself you're like well that's my entire weekend especially if you injure yourself bad enough then you're like well, that's my entire weekend out the window especially if you've got other things that you want to do right yeah and for, for me like so much of the weekend can quite easily be filled up by stuff that isn't the battle yeah yeah um like there's a discussion going on in discord at the moment about how much um a general actually ends up doing and like official meetings take up about eight hours of your time yeah yeah um and that's before you put in any of the battle related stuff so a general who's doing battles they've got eight hours of official meetings an hour or at least an hour at least i would say on the 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 night before the battle that you're fighting that you're uh, you're playing um and then like two hours at least you want to allow for each battle mm-hmm. so you know, then... easily over half I, I reckon over half of your event is probably taken up by that so that's why i'm quite happy to be a non-battling general because i feel like i can put an appropriate amount of time into finding some people to ball gown or do some emotional role play with as well as uh doing all yeah. of the uh the campaign stuff yeah yeah, yeah otherwise the, the weekend would just be gone so quickly wouldn't it I, like you were saying like all the meetings and everything that you end up attending and doing and things like that like it must just feel like it it goes by really quickly with with all of those sorts of um things that you need to attend 
do you have to attend um so you said you have to attend quite a few meetings and things do you is it mandatory for you to attend these sort of things in your position or are you allowed to like send people on your behalf so you can send people on your behalf um i would say that it is mandatory largely because if you miss a couple people notice and yeah if that gets back to the senators you're not going to get voted in again mm-hmm. um or you might even get revoked because like if you're not turning up and representing your nation then perfectly within their rights for the yeah. synod to be like <laughs> sling it <laughs> yeah um but yeah if if you didn't turn up i think people would notice and to send someone else feels wrong to me because you've said you've stood up and said oh i want to do this position mm-hmm. the idea of sending someone else in your stead to do it doesn't really sit yeah yeah well you've like you put yourself out there as the best person for this position so yeah that's a good point yeah yeah and uh, I, I guess it's i guess it's set up I guess I guess for a general, you want to uh, you you want to at least be there for just over one summit, so you can put your orders in. But like the most, I think I think the the generalship and most of the hats they're set up so if you took the hat for a season for a season or a year, you can quite easily be like, okay, you know, I, I did I did that, I did my thing, I did I did what I was gonna do. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna step back. I think it's easy enough to do that. There right? are quite a few people who seem to like do that or do something similar in terms of like there's chat about people wanting to put term limits on stuff um and i i don't really agree with any of that i think that's a a bit nonsense because like if if you enjoy doing a thing and if your goal is beyond getting the the position in the first place which i feel like it should be Mm -hmm. um then you need to be in the role for a while before you get good at it and then you want to spend some time being good at it i would think like yeah, yeah. it's nice to be good yeah. at things <laughs> it, it's it's also like i can i can see them like if they were going to do that they probably would have had to have done it from like e1 year one i imagine because i i quite like the fact that we've got like legacy players in the game uh that are there that do have the experience in the game and some of them hold those hats and also they're 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 guiding the people getting the hats as well um yeah like the the experience discrepancy or like difference um can be pretty wild mm. like um i focus on military council because i've been a general for six years and even before that like the two years that i wasn't a general um from the beginning of the game i was a priest who was quite military focused yeah okay um so, like, the idea of going into a different game as this character feels really, really weird. Like, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd want to do it. Yeah. Um, or I'd find it a, a real weird whiplash if I didn't end up being general yeah. and then ended up having to go find something else to do with my time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think as long as you're playing, the, like, as long as you're playing the game, like, if you're if you're if you're a general and you're, yeah, you're 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 interested in playing the general game i don't i don't see any reason why they would want to be like okay you know everyone needs to have a go because guess what everyone doesn't want to be a general also like yeah Yeah. you want to avoid like the participation trophy kind of theme that might happen but that definitely feels like against the in-character virtues as well like that whole like give everyone a turn like 
No, I, like one of the things that I think we do quite well in Dawn, um, and you you guys actually almost exemplified from like one of the first like the first game that you turned up at is <laughs> if people want to come along as an adjutant or as someone to observe military council and see if it's their jam or not, then we're more than happy to get people along. But you don't want someone to have been voted in as a general, then turn up and do it and realize it's totally yeah. not a thing that they're actually going to want because. Yeah. I mean, if if you'd won that election, oh, can you imagine? Oh my god! But like I was saying, like that opportunity of of letting us both sort of be there at military council and watch and listen, experience it as brand new players who had never even LARP before. Like that was such a cool thing to experience. But again, it's it's not a case of everybody should get a turn. It's that everybody has the opportunity to learn and put themselves forward and fight for it. But, you know, I, again, I agree that it shouldn't just be like passed around as everybody gets a turn at it. Yeah, I've, yeah. I'm not, not entirely sure because obviously I've, I've, I've kind of took part in that. So for for, for context, the the, uh, the 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 general ship that I, I went for on that first event was for the Hounds of Glory, which you're, uh, Phil, you're the general. The, the the general for um i've completely lost my train of thought now it's okay <laughs> <laughs> completely complete, completely gone that's fine everyone thought you were dead brave like going up, <laughs> going up for it like i'd already decided that i was going to do my big grandstand at this because yeah. i wasn't that worried about anyone else running yeah. against me so yeah. i was like you know what i'm going to interrupt my own my own generalship interview to Oh uh, yeah, that yeah, that's so yeah. ask for a test of that, Yeah, that, yeah, that, that's right. That's the, that's where I was going. Uh, so yeah, you you like we wanted to invite you on because it's like it's almost so when this airs is going to be the week of E one and be, being in that like general uh, that general election, it was it was obviously our first like literally my first uh, few minutes of experiencing LARP and I got to experience that and then you you yeah you stood up and. Uh, asked for your test of ardor, and that put like a bookend, like a bookend at the start of of that weekend, and then obviously the uh, te the test of ardor at the end that you you went through at the end was like the other bookmark of that weekend, which was which was <laughs> which was a real real cool thing to experience, you know. It it was probably one of the best events that I've ever had. Yeah, because like you said, it it, it felt like that full hero's journey almost yeah. of like yeah. here here is the beginning and then on the friday night trying to work out how to pass it yeah yeah so so yeah you you uh are you okay talking about like the details the, like, yeah the, absolutely the, yeah the, the details of it because so what was i'm assuming that obviously you had uh you know you you, you had spoken to like out of character i'm assuming you'd spoken to the ill you're going to ask and you had so you had an idea Do, was that the plan because you that was coming back from like the longest dark as well so did were you thinking it with these cogs turning that entire time or was it just a right before it oh yeah i want to do this this summit so for me the cogs were turning on how can i make asking for the test mm -hmm. as dramatic a moment as possible mm -hmm. um but i had no idea what test that was going to be set in advance um, <laughs> so i i had that dropped on me and then ended up going you know what actually i can probably work this out i need to i need to put some thought into it uh -huh. um but it was really cool what jez ended up or zadkiel ended up doing yeah. with the test because he set something that for most people would be impossible mm -hmm. 
um, like the actual, I, I can't remember if this is the exact wording of it, but it was that I needed to go to Highgard and collect uh, Mira's favorite glass of wine um, and then deliver it to her in the glory square without a drop touching the ground. Um, yeah. That... <laughs> also, so, it's like, so, I mean, the. For for context for us, so like we we had just cut, we'd come into LARP. We had the idea that oh yeah, we want to start out as like knight errants, and yeah, we want to do the whole test of metal, and then eventually yeah, uh, a test of ardor is is in the in the planning. You know, it's something that we we do want to do. That's what we loved about that archetype. Uh, but then as first time LARPers, like coming in and then having Tancred be like you know ask for the test of metal you just sat there sat for general i just had all this stuff go completely over my head and i'm like i'm like what what what, do you, what even is any of this you know i gave it a go uh and then tankard stands up asks for this test of ardor um and then uh yeah zadkill kind of professes and and the, you know uh zadkill's got a lot of presence you know and he's a, a, an amazing an amazing larper and performer and we're, yeah. we're just like Oh, what what is this that we've come into? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the fact that like we didn't we didn't read much of the wiki before coming into it at all. We sort of read what we needed to, but the one thing that we did know about was this test of ardor. And um, going into it, I, I can't speak for for Oliver, but in my head, I was like, oh, one day I'm just going to imagine standing in the middle of the field and you know doing a test of ardor and asking for it and 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 doing something epic. You know that would be amazing and. I thought to myself, right, okay, you're maybe just building this up in your head. It's probably not as epic as that. <laughs> and then to see you doing it, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is LARP. This is what it is. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm yeah. quite excited to see what you guys end up putting together with uh, your respective earls for a, a test of ardor as and when yeah. that ends up happening. Assuming you don't, like one of you doesn't die beforehand. Well, like, you know, let's, let's be honest, Dornish people don't have the best track record with this. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, if if we if we die if we die afterwards, that would be fine. I mean, it, it would I would be I would be disappointed if we didn't get to do it. But you know, you yeah. can't you can't you know you, you can't micromanage every single bit of your LARP game because it's it's at yeah. its core like an improv game but I mean unless we that that's the other thing as well is because we've we've gone like oh we, we want to be combat characters so it's very difficult to be go right we're going to do loads of combat but also be like oh no I want to like save myself you know not <laughs> not die so I can do this thing in a year's time it, the, the, those two things don't really don't really mix that well but we're going to carry on you know, it's uh, we do. I don't have a backup character. Robin, you don't have a backup character, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Arnold's gonna live forever. And she's gonna do all the battles and the skirmishes, and she's gonna be fine. Okay, <laughs> she's gonna be fine. <laughs> uh, that's a good point, actually, Phil. Have you been playing Tancred the whole the whole time you've been at Empire? Yeah, since uh, year one, E one. Oh my god. So uh, I think there the... aren't that many of us, but I think I could probably point out like about half a dozen people in Dawn who were like. Have gone right the way through. Oh, that many um, in Dawn, really? I've... About half a dozen. Half a like dozen. That, yeah, that... I, th I thought that was a high number. To be fair, I'm like, God, because it's not, it's it's not a game that people like hang, you know, hang on to their characters for very long, either with death or whatever, you know. So, and then you get some players that like to jump, um, jump nation as well, right? Yeah, I th I think you have a bit of a split between the people who are like, I am good at um, doing the 
like drive it like you stole it type characters um, who will end up lasting for two or three years as a maximum and then they'll um, like roll in as something else because they come in either going I'm going to be on all of the battles and all of the skirmishes and everything or they come in going oh I know that I'm gonna be interested in investigating this totally heretical virtue or something like that and they, they know that they've got a limited amount of time mm-hmm. um like i've got a bunch of people who i'll recommend that you try and talk to because they're really good at that type of game yeah. um but i'm much more of a i enjoy playing a character for a long time like i think like i think i've only had like one or two character deaths across the whole time that i've been playing larp yeah um because i like playing a character for a long time and um empire really feels like a game where if you get a win against the system you've really had to work for it and earn it Mm -hmm. like some of the stuff that we managed to pull off in the in the campaign over this past year has been amazing because i know that i'm actually fighting against andy raff and matt pennington and people like that as the people who are moving around the barbarian armies like it's not a computer game where it's programmed that i'm allowed to win or anything Mm -hmm. it's if i've outwitted them as i have then i've genuinely outwitted them um and i'd be really interested to like have a chat with matt and andy at some point about like how how did everything go down backstage when we did things like the the steel causeway and then trapping them uh, trapping them by taking lustry like is any of that something that they'd seen coming and they like not let happen but they yeah. went oh it would be good for the story if that's this ends up happening or yeah. is this stuff where like they saw our orders and like uh, Graham who adjudicates the whole thing did he like look at it and be like ooh oh guys you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, I think when we spoke to him, he did a very good job of like. I mean, it's, that's that's difficult because it's almost like when because you're saying it's it's a human being, so it's a bit like when you're a DM at a D and D table. It's like it's like your players might want to look behind the curtain, but they probably don't. They don't realize yeah. that they don't want to look behind the curtain because it might, you know, it might be like, oh, is that all it was? But yeah, when we spoke to to Matt, he because I kind of asked him like you know what you know how how do you deal with that do you are you are you re are you just reactive or and you know he was like well we just like to and a lot, i know a lot of uh like again dnd dms that say this um and i've tried to do it before but it doesn't all it only sometimes happens because i can't i can't let it happen is put a problem in front of the players and don't come up with a solution just kind of sit back and see what happens which is really difficult to do because like you said like like there's no way because they're human beings too there's no way they're just like oh crap if they do this then that could implode the whole game and it could go off the rails and so so i've, I've got that in the D game that i'm running at the moment mm-hmm. um like I, I run a D game where i think i've got like two senators uh, like up in glasgow we've got a ridiculous uh, quotient of people who have got important hats and stuff so mm-hmm. like um I, I think there's at least two people who are senators um someone who's running for general next time mm-hmm. um or at least two people actually sorry who are running for general next time um and someone who used to like proxy inquisitor and proxy gatekeeper and proxy cardinal um and they're all at level 16 now oh, so well um, changing stuff 
So I like for for the game that I'm running tonight. In fact, I, I've no idea how it is that they're going to solve the problem that's coming at them. Yeah, because I've given them more than enough tools to do it. Yeah, um, and I, I don't know what the solution is, but yeah. I know what's going to happen if they don't solve it. Yeah. But that's oh that's <laughs> that's what your job is as a DM is to yeah. like know what it is that is going to happen if they don't intervene, and then work out what it is that does happen when they do intervene because you can. Uh, make it up on the fly yeah i mean if what uh, uh, yeah because what you want to achieve in like uh in that kind of D D game is you want a good mix of uh outcomes throughout an entire campaign i.e you want them to yeah have a camp have a have a an encounter where they completely blast through it and you're like oh i didn't spend the blast through that and they feel badass you want you want them to have an encounter of the campaign where they, they get their ass kicked and you want to have a few challenging ones, and if, if you if you keep micromanaging because all oh, that might be good for the story, or this might be too powerful, that they're not going to get that, they're not going to get that range, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, do you feel because you've been playing that playing the military kind of game uh, long enough? Does that does it feel like that's what's kind of happening, or does it feel like that they are very much like no, the empire can't can't have an easy time at all? So I do feel sometimes like the the rent up either being a phenomenal level of them knowing how quickly stuff is going to happen um and honestly the caliber of the people who run the game i wouldn't be surprised if they are actually able to almost game this out um with when it is that negotiations are due to happen because the grendel are due to come back and renegotiate at some point uh, like during this year mm-hmm. uh, like at event two i think they start the negotiations and then if we've not got something in place by event four then we go back to war with the grendel okay um that's happening just at a point at which i feel like we have turned the war against the two other sides that we're fighting at the moment so if we can keep them off the table that bodes really well for us being able to actually maybe finish a war for once. Um... Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be, it would be nice. I mean, that, that's a good point because it's not really, it doesn't seem like a game, but I mean, like obviously we're looking at it from coming in like new last year, but it doesn't seem like a game that it's like, oh, things get stale too quickly. You know, it doesn't feel like it's no. like, oh, we're still, fu- we're still fighting this because it, it's, it feels like it's designed to be a slower paced game anyway right yeah like i I, i've been generaling for six years and i've like the hounds of glory have literally been almost to all corners of the map at this point um (laughs) and like i'd be really interested to try and do a little tracing out on the map to be be where it is that we have actually been um because i think i took them over when i when we were still defending semasuak from the thul um and um yeah like it 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 feels like there is always something that is going to change Mm -hmm. and the way that i think that ends up happening is because they've got all of these other ways to intersect with each game so like we might have a year where there isn't any magic that we're able to do on the armies like for the past while we've not been able to use knights of glory Mm -hmm. um which until we weren't able to use it we were using a lot um which uh enhances an army basically adds like oh, it, the old version added three thousand troops to the army uh-huh. for that for that okay. season yeah. um which was wild because that could make an army nearly twice as strong as it was 
ordinarily. Uh-huh. Um, but then that got taken off us. So we've ended up having to work with the toolkit that we've had. Yeah. And then we've had instances where the Synod have decided that they want to make things uh, different for us. Um, different. And <laughs> I say different, I meant difficult, <laughs> but... <laughs> different, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, all the love of the world to the Synod players. <laughs> there are very... Because <laughs> I, I used to be one, but yeah. there are very few of them who I think have uh, that much of a view on how it is that the campaign is going beyond whether their little bit of the world is being threatened or not. Because um, you end up noticing that a lot of a lot of the armchair generaling ends up happening from whatever place is under threat. Right. So yeah. mm-hmm. at the point, like Zenith, obviously ha- has been a big focus for this year. Unsurprisingly, a lot of or as any have a lot of opinions about how it is that the war had ended up happening. You know, like what was happening yeah. in the war. So, um, like a lot more or as any now probably know how the mechanics of stuff works because they've done a bit of research on it because it was relevant to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so I feel like it's quite good that PD have almost passed around who's the punching bag a little bit so that everyone can have that moment of their particular bit is the bit that the barbarians are attacking right now. So you know yeah, I mean, need that to make a, sure that they're that's a good point actually. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that because yeah, you could you can quite happily just like sit in dawn and just be like, oh yeah, I'm from Astolat, I don't care. It's just, it's just I don't care about what's going on in the wider campaign. But I guess if you're yeah, if you you're making an a Nurazeni character and it's just like then everyone in your nation is just like, yeah, well, we're at the point of extermination at this point and what's gonna happen? It's that, all that's a bit dramatic. They won't have to that Almost. Almost. Oh dear. Um yeah, no, it's um something that I'm kind of struggling with in the minute is the fact that there is the military game is what interests me, but it feels huge. And I am trying, <laughs> I'm trying to read through the winds of war, get an idea as to what we're doing, why we're doing it and so on. But honestly, it feels like it is absolutely massive. And I am definitely struggling with where I actually start on the research side of things within Dawn particularly. I, I, I care about other places, obviously, but within <laughs> Dawn particularly <laughs> to actually get involved within the military game. Um, so things like military council, I know happen. Um, but there's one thing that I'm a little bit unsure on with military council. And it's that is anyone allowed to kind of come to military council and watch and observe? Or do you have to have sort of certain permissions to be able to come to military council, listening to what's happening and things like that? So it was a lot more locked down to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because to begin with, it was in a much smaller tent. Um, like it, it was in a tent that was probably like a double garage tent. Um, so it's like fairly big still but once you sort of factor in the number of people who uh, will want to come and have a look um, it was really not that not as fit for purpose once the game started getting bigger Mm. Um, now obviously it's in the tent that it's in which is uh, I think about the same size as the tent that we've got for 
the Durandal Dakota for giant tent. Yeah. Like it, it, oh, almost, it, it's almost that, it, there. It's almost that. there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like since it's in that now, I think it is permissible for pretty much anyone to come watch. Um, one of the things that PD uh, have put out is that spying isn't a part of the game. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they've they've sort of said we won't try and put people into Anvil who are like Druge in disguise who are going to try and listen into military. Ah, all right, I see. Okay, yeah. but that but that's to make it that it makes sense then for generals. Um, and other sort of decision makers to be inclusive and pull people in yeah. because if you were worried about the fact that there might be spies about then i wouldn't be discussing what it is that's going on in any sort of open forum like that i'd be probably trying to keep it to just the generals and deliberately have the meeting in a smaller tent yeah um because yeah. like at first one of the reasons that I was a priest to begin with was because priests have a thing called right of witness, which means that they're allowed to say, you can't kick me out of this meeting because it's an official meeting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, as long as you, okay. as long as you weren't speaking in it or like causing a disruption or anything, like you, you could always be there to listen. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't think that really applies as much to military council to some extent as well. The the system for who's an adjutant and who's part of a general's general staff has ended up getting a fair bit looser. Like I'm sure there are there are some generals who have like three or four different people who handle different things for them. Whether they've got like the person who goes to get them a drink, whether they've got the person like who takes notes for them so that they can be switched on to the conversation and not necessarily having to write stuff down. Um, like there are, there are a whole bunch of different jobs that exist within being in military council. Um, and Dawn's in a sort of slightly well, not unique position because the marchers also have four generals, but because we've got four generals, um, we've quite often tried to make sure that we don't step on each other's toes as far as our specialist subjects. Um, okay, yeah. So Zoran has been the person who's been the the battlefield general, um, and he quite often ends up being the one who does the force weighting numbers for us as well. Okay. So oh, yeah, like can, he, can you... he he fo- he focuses on I'm going to do the battle yeah. stuff, and I know that I can focus on the battle stuff because Phil and Dan will look at the campaign stuff, and I won't yeah. have to pay pay that much attention to the campaign stuff. They'll tell me where to go, and they'll steer me right, unless I get told by some other general that I'm supposed to go yeah. somewhere else. Um, <laughs> and they make a convincing enough role play argument for why it is that he needs to go swanning off over to Semisoak to save the winter folk or whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, like me and Dan, um, R.I.P. Garavane. Um, <laughs> Um, always used to be well on top of where it is that we're moving in the campaign and then trying to put forward the arguments for why it is that we think army should go here or army should go here or um, like the the grand strategy as it as it is Um, and then Orem's been sort of the newer edition uh, replacing Vincent at the beginning of the year Um, and they've been really good at actually sort of slotting into doing a bit of both yeah. while they find out what it is that they're better at. Yeah. Um, yeah. And because we've got four slots for generals, 
there's absolutely the uh, the allowance for being able to have people slot in and try and find their niche rather than necessarily having to go your niche is this you you must do this because Orem's obviously done a phenomenal job leading one of the battles this year oh Oh, they they really did like Um, such a presence on the field and then they've also they've also ended up being a a a really good contributor in the campaign um with what is that they've ended up doing um in helping retake zenith yeah um How do you, how do you how do you get the so the, like you say the force numbers like so what so how I still don't understand <laughs> just explain to me so like, again, how, you the, how do you get this the is force one of those numbers? other bits of arcane maths that ends yeah. up happening in, in 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 the military council but basically uh, quite near the uh, begin oh, quite near the beginning of the event uh-huh. it normally goes up on the wiki and sometimes we get on the Friday that some of the numbers have changed by one or two points or something right. where all of the different nations uh-huh. have a force waiting for what they're waiting going through the sentinel gate is so they just count like so meta they, they just count everyone no they don't like they no, don't, it, no i i think there is an algorithm involved in it but right. i don't know all of what goes into the algorithm oh, right. because there are some nations like um like the league um and the brass coast uh-huh. who have quite big numbers but don't necessarily have as many numbers that go through the Sentinel Gate, whereas yeah. Dawn and the Imperial Orcs, for example, have a lot of people who go through the Sentinel Gate. So, yeah. like most of the people who will book for one of those two nations are probably you can count on probably going through. Mm-hmm. Um, but these numbers might vary from like Wintermark being like sixty something, um, right the way down to the League. Once you take out all of the mercenaries who have sworn themselves to other people uh, i think at one point counted as two or one <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and it basically basically you then need to take all of these numbers yeah. and get them to add up to like somewhere between 80 and 90 basically yeah yeah so yeah so that's to try and have it be even sides because yeah. like uh the the example there at, e, at e4 last year was that you had seven nations adding up to three nations because it was three quite big nations. Mm-hmm. Um, and the seven nations included a bunch of the the, the smaller ones. Smaller ones. Um, but that sort of maths is stuff that um that we've relied on on Zoran doing because yeah. he, he's able to do that fairly quickly in his head. Um and also the battle is going to be his thing. So if he goes, oh I really want yeah um i really want this group to be with us on the battlefield then he'll present a thing that's like okay so dawn and highgard and navarre and whoever else are gonna be on this because i want highgard's exorcists i want um navarre's skirmishers and then we're gonna provide the 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 sort of heavy clank and it, well, um, and it, and it has to like the, it has to be beneficial to have experience in the game in that way because you've got you'll, you'll literally have anecdotal uh experience of the the type of play and the type of players that you have in each nation like if, if a brand new general and their first lab came in it was like oh yeah who, who, who what nations am i going to send out where and who's going to work well with who you know they're probably not going to know as <laughs> As much well, as that, that happened at the years. first at the first one, like yeah. the first couple of the first battle was an absolute. Um, am I allowed to swear on this? Yeah, no, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was an absolute clusterfuck, basically. Yeah. <laughs> as, that E one, um, or 
E1. Yeah, yeah, year one E1, uh, very first battle, uh, Dawn took about, I think, like 60% casualties or something on the people <laughs> who went through the Sentinel Gate, um, oh, in, including some people who had just become senator because we'd voted in all of the new senators just the day before. Um, but yeah, like that first battle was wild. That was that was back in the Wild West when the uh, when Venom didn't give you any bleed count at all. Oh, so... we were hearing about this. Oh, I'm yeah. like, that just sounds that just sounds awful. <laughs> just dead straight away. So like, the obviously you've got. So for people who don't know, there's there's you've got to pick you've got to pick two major conjunctions, right? Like for the yeah. for the weekend. Uh, so there's there's two battles, and obviously for like game mechanics purposes, like roughly half the people need to go out one day and half the people come out the other day like so do, do you just have to out of character take that into account when you're when you're doing this or is there a is there an in-character rule that says oh yeah only so many well that, that's what the force weightings are supposed to represent okay um oh, so like yeah. so like winter mark might count as 60 mm -hmm. because there's like 600 of them for yeah. example and then like the other ones like uh like the imperial orcs might count as 10 because there's like maybe a hundred of them yeah um and it's supposed to broadly balance and I, th I think in most instances it does um if it doesn't then it's on us to try and make sure that we try and make it fair like yeah if if something ridiculous happened and you know half of the wintermark camp suddenly got swept away in a in a flood or something um on the thursday night then we, we we'd know that wintermark might say on paper that they count as 60 but yeah. realistically we know that they're only gonna put a force weighting of about 35 onto the field because they're going to be bucketing water out of their tents or something yeah, in so the still, morning yeah so it's still quite quite rough then as well i guess the numbers are still pretty much yeah. an estimate right? um, it's a good thing that they brought it in because previously like the, the the original um setup for it was that you had five nations on each conjunction yeah it seems seems logical, um, right? <laughs> which could have been logical um but there were instances where it was deliberately gamed. So there were instances where we would have gone, okay, so we're going to yeah. take Wintermark, Dawn, Navarre, <laughs> the Marchers. <laughs> um, I mean, on, on, like, and someone else on one battlefield. And then we're going to send Eurus and the Brass Coast, the Imperial Orcs. <laughs> uh, Varushka and the League on the other one. Yeah. And it was like, two to one three to one I, yeah. i'm not sure exactly what the numbers ended up being yeah. but it was it was not a fair fight and therefore no. probably not fun on either day to be honest i like i don't <laughs> remember much of either of the battles i think actually one of the battles might have been the one where um the march record got eaten by a dragon um because <laughs> that because that was the one that we ended up sending nowhere near enough force on uh -huh. uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm, I bet you're glad that because like there was a time where Wintermark was was just so so much bigger, but it it appears now that it all seems to be balancing out a little bit more. Um, I feel like it's it's actually balancing out, and I'm not sure if you guys have had an impact on it, but I feel like the people who the nations who have had people do podcasts and stuff 
have ended up with a higher like turnout rate sometimes. <laughs> well, I mean, but, like, like you know, it's um, even though he was almost quite surprised of us saying like when we when we every time we speak to Mark and it's like it's they they make it very obvious that like the stuff that he did years ago definitely affected the numbers. Yeah. In Wintermark, I mean, funnily enough, like the 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 people that have um kind of like jumped in and said hi in our community and things like that a lot of them surprisingly and even like friends of ours who we've managed to like uh yeah ear bash into coming to empire it's not necessarily a, oh yeah i'll join dawn because you you talk about dawn all the time it's it's surprising that people go oh yeah you know we, we listen and the dawn sounds great but you know when you were speaking about the brass coast it sounded awesome when you had such and such on from the brass coast so i'm joining the brass coast you know so it I don't know whether it's um that's where it helps when people have yeah. got a bit more of a balanced view on it because yeah. like yeah. I've, I've I've listened to a bunch of the other ones and to like mention names like LARP noobs mm -hmm. felt quite Navarre focused when I listened to a lot of their stuff and yeah. that's fair enough and everything um but then I also ended up listening to a bunch of other Navarre centric -y ones mm -hmm. like there was one for Fancy Nuts okay, which I yeah, ended up finding them, yeah. and yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. oh they're, they're quite cute and like that, that 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 sounds interesting so I'll listen to that um and then oh and then like Larps and Tarps has obviously been a bit more of a cross-nation one yeah. um yeah. and then you guys have been the big one in Dawn as far yeah. as everyone's concerned probably yeah face face of Dawn <laughs> <laughs> it's funny i can't remember whether, i can't remember whether i i think i said this when we were speaking to Janea, right there was oh no i think it was like e3 or something like that we were just like yeah we were you know we want to make friends and we, we, I, I wanted to start the podcast and it was never meant to be like just an empire podcast but it's kind of sort of turned into that but then we got to i think it was like e3 and we were still we were posting a lot in the in the facebook group and we were a few people were listening to the to the podcast and uh, we were talking to someone in Dawn and we were just having a drink. I think it was on like, Thursday night. And they were like, talking away, talking away. Like, what are your names, by the way? Because we just call you the couple. <laughs> we were like, the, the, the <laughs> they were like, oh, the couple's posted something again. <laughs> Like, that's fine. <laughs> but no, it's it's uh thing is I I like I I love Dawn, but I I I, do, I wanted to broaden it out for that reason yeah. as well. I wanted to be like, uh yeah, let's get other people on because I know some of the other some of the other podcasts might do uh more. It's difficult to be really broad without trying to be like educational because that's what I keep trying to I, I keep saying to people we're not we're yeah, not educational. Some of the other ones have done a bunch of educational ones of like here's how money works here's how herbs work and stuff like that um and i i find those less interesting to listen to because i've been playing for long enough that i've probably absorbed a lot of that information um and like th thinking about your guys broadness or not um I, I suspect once you guys actually get a chance to go to some of the larp events you'll probably end up well, talking about them as much like as, we'll as they excite you obviously yeah yeah we'll, we'll, i don't know i mean like we'll like empire is pretty awesome so i don't know well we we, we had it we had a worry because we're like oh yeah we we loved a lot loved a lot and it's just like we've only done we've only done empire and empire player events and like we went to larp con and, and some of the some of the larp games looked awesome there some of them we were like oh yeah we could totally get into that some of them we were like mm, not so much um, and then you, you kind of hear stories about other LARPs as well, especially ones like abroad. And I'm like, saying, I remember saying to Robin, I think it was on the way back from LARP, I'm like, I'm like, do we, 
do we like LARP or do we just like Empire? Because it could, it, it could, <laughs> it could just be Empire, you know. So, but the only way to know is to try, right? I think there'd be a wild difference if you went to one of the uh, the abroad ones, because mm-hmm. um, like I, I've got a few friends who have gone to stuff like Legion, mm-hmm. which doesn't sound like my cup of tea at all. Um, it's like a fr- three day hike where you are role playing as people w- running away or walking away from the Red Army. Okay, um, yeah. Uh-huh. In World War Two, and I'm like, no, no, I'm I'm okay with not like role playing that. Thanks. Yeah, um, like yeah. I, I. I, I prefer heroic games basically yeah. um, for, for, for preference and Empire ticks that box um, like the other one that I do a lot of at the moment or I say I do a lot of like has restarted and um, I'm involved in um, is No Rest for the Wicked which is okay. a Warhammer 40,000 um, oh. rogue, tra- rogue trader game nice. uh, which runs up in Dundee uh-huh. um, and like I played the whole first season of that, and I've played most of the, the sort of second season as they did a they did a reboot of it to basically be like all of the characters got wildly too powerful, so we need to like kill like do a time jump for two hundred years. If you want to carry on playing your character, you can do, but they've probably lost some of their umph by that point, um, and like that ends up scratching that itch of playing a heroic swashbuckly character yeah. really well. <laughs> um, because that's not as easy to do in a in a massive game like Empire, because you're not as likely to be the main event. Whereas, yeah, a, a smaller game like No Rest might run fifty people or so. Mm-hmm. Um, like y- you have much more chance of a bit of a plot being about you or focused on you, um, and you feel a bit more able to take up space. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 definitely something we wanna we wanna jump into. We're 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 booked into uh one of the Feast Your Eyes ones in uh June, the the new realms one they've they've got. Yeah. So um I'm interested to see what what on a on a smaller scale. But that's the thing, like so when when people like ask us about LARP, a lot of the people like you don't tend to have to sell Empire or LARP to the people who want to do that heroic stuff and go, Oh yeah, I want to fight and i want to be like the main event usually the people that are like oh i don't know about larp are the people who get worried about that type of stuff who are worried that oh yeah what if, what if i get there and i don't know what i'm doing or and that tends to be where i'm selling empire to people i'm like i'm like come try it because honestly like if, if you feel overwhelmed you can you can leave any time like you can leave anytime you want. You can go out of character anytime you want. There's no one's gonna come up to you and be like, Oh yeah, you've booked in to play this game. It's your turn to come and lead this army now. Let's go. Come on, you know? Um <laughs> Yeah, they- like you can literally spend your weekend like chilling out in one of the taverns or sitting in one of the tea shops or just chilling out like outside your tent and just do as much as you feel like you're capable of doing. Which is, yeah, why well, like you said, Oliver, like I feel like we sell Empire quite a lot because we're just like, well, even though we were first time LARPers, we Empire was our first ever experience. So for us, we're just like, yeah, Empire, 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 you know, it's great. It's a first time player, just come along, you can do whatever. But then speaking to a lot of other people who've been LARPing for a lot longer, I've, I've said almost the opposite and said, oh no, for a first time LARP, you're better going to much sort of um, smaller LARP or a more focused LARP for your first one, just to kind of get, you know, dip your toes into it. Um, but I mean, what 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 you've been LARPing for a very long time. So, what do you think is that best sort of thing for like 
new LARPers who are kind of thinking, I don't know if I'm going to like it or not, like Empire three-day events versus your smaller sort of one-day events. So I think for me, or for, for my recommendation, it depends on the person, obviously, but yeah. um, the what's referred to as the tourist game at Empire is okay. is actually really strong. I, I've not played it because I like I'm I'm playing higher up bits of the game, but um like the tourist game of being able to turn up and be like, okay, I'm gonna turn up and sell brownies and then use that money to buy bubble tea. Um <laughs> like you could you could fill your weekend doing that quite easily, easily. I think. Yeah. Like or some people could fill their weekend doing that. Like I'm not sure that everyone could. Um <laughs> so it depends whether you want to be the focus or not. If yeah. you don't want to be the focus, then I I think that like Empire is probably actually better than one of the smaller games for your first game, so that you can then be in the background and then decide if you want to try and jump into the foreground or not. Whereas the smaller ones, if you know that you are going to want to be in the foreground, like if you're coming at it from having been in acting or drama or something rather mm -hmm. than table topping. Um, then you you've got a much better idea as to what your social limits are um and then you might be better off going to a smaller game where you know that you'll be getting a bit more face time and um there'll be some plot that's directed at you that is for you um whereas empire empire i i, I think there's there's enough plot for maybe 50 to 100 people that is put out by pd yeah. And then it's on that 50 to 100 people to then try and share that plot with five people each yeah. to get it to go to everyone that it needs to go to, mm -hmm. um, which works really well as a model for them as long as they've got the right people stepping up into those positions or being targeted yeah. by the plots. Yeah. Um, and then, like I say, you, you, you can turn up and not really have to engage with any of that because you are from Astlat, which has never been really threatened by barbarians yeah. you want to sell your brownies and <laughs> you've heard that the brass coast have got bubble tea and you're like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna make some money selling brownies and i'm gonna go spend it on bubble tea yeah i mean that's so that's the side of the game that we constantly try and sell like it's, it's it doesn't matter how many times you say it either sometimes you like especially if you're like friends or maybe family members that you you know they'll be interested and they're sort of interested um but they're not yeah they're not fighting they're not like out there oh yeah i want to be the the main character type people and like no no it's it's great you can come and you can sit by a fire or sell brownies you know <laughs> that's the stuff that you're trying to push you're like yeah come i mean we we pretty much did the touristy thing e1 robin right like we, yeah, we got we involved did, yeah. in a few things but we didn't get involved in too much we we did kind of uh do the whole like obviously like we went to like on the friday we went to military council that because that was that was a that was a that was quite a heavy introduction to like oh yeah the game um but then like that the rest of that friday night we went had a few drinks and spoke to some people went to bed we did the battles other than that he won not too much else really did we oh yeah we like yeah we, we might we did what we kind of thought we wanted to do had a little taster of everything um and 
yeah, like literally the, the 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 sort of event that we knew that we didn't want to miss at the end was your test of ardor, of course. <laughs> and we were like making sure that that's when I realized we need pocket watches because I was like, <laughs> what time do we need to go back to the glory square? Because I want to see this. And then we got to follow you on that test, which was epic. <laughs> I'm just disappointed. I don't think there were any photographers who ended up following it because I don't think I saw any pictures come that's, out of it, which was wild. That's yeah. a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah, because it was it was like it 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 went the length of the the, the length of the camp, didn't it? <laughs> I went went through like three and a bit camps. I would yeah. say like yeah. it wasn't like. I think if I'd had to pick it up from like the marchers or the league or someone who was right way down in the corner, then it might have ended up being like through all of the camps. But also, I'm not, I'm not sure I would have wanted to well, go like, that far. <laughs> that meant we got to experience all these cool different fighting styles because everyone came out to stop you. Like we got to see so many different fighting styles, and it was great. We're just having a drink, watching you <laughs> clamber back. Oh, you guys back. didn't actually participate at all. You were just watching, <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> I was just wandering along at the back with the tankards in hand, like, this is great. There was a bard singing a song about you as we went. It was lovely to watch. <laughs> were you, uh, like, out of character, a bit nervous when, like, so many people, were you like, okay, this is this is the the entire weekend, like, the words got around? Were you, were you worried that the I, entirety I of Anvil was going to show up? Yeah, I was surprised at how many um because i think someone someone who was on the outside of it said that there were easily 200 plus people which means that fully easily. that was like easily <laughs> fully 10 percent of the game was there yeah for it which is wild yeah um especially that bit like in the glory square at the end like it, it, felt... it felt like the glory square was full it, like, it must I've, have been it was, like, was the, it the, the glory square, <laughs> like lots of people have said it's full but i don't think it's been as full as that no um because it was like standing room only, um, yeah. and it felt like people had to shuffle to make the little archway and everything. Oh, oh no. that was that was great fun making the archway. Oh like, yeah, when they made that the archway, was wow. <laughs> it was instinctual as well. Which was it was. I mean, what was good about that is that yeah, it was it was it was your it was like you know it was your it was your test and um like the, the role play you and everyone involved uh with it did was absolutely amazing. But it was that that moment was so it was involving. The entire nation and also other nations that were there that just happened to be there but like you said it was it was it was it was mad because at the end it was like you looked around you're like i think pretty sure half of anvil is in here you know um and yeah it was obviously like it was it was emotional and it was uh yeah it was it was epic and that obviously like put a like put a stamp on it for us and that's again maybe it kind of spoiled us a bit as well because we were just like <laughs> holy shit that was that was that's what LARP, that's what LARP is, you know? You know, that's what LARP is, you know? And I think that's... Like, that, like I, I've had 20 years nearly of experience. Like, that's still probably one of my top five moments of LARP was... Uh, like, I don't think I could do that speech again that that got everyone to agree that actually I'd, I'd done enough. Yeah. Um, I can't I... remember... I can't remember what I said. I can remember some of the sentiment, sentiment of it, but... Yeah. Um, well... Zakil was like in like it, it was he did a very good job of like keeping uh, like control of like the narrative that was going on as well it was it was it was very just like because obviously it got to the point where there was a hundred people waiting in the glory square to fight you 
It was just like I wouldn't have been able to fight everyone. Like <laughs> no that, that, that was just an impossibility. Like I, I would have run out of time. Like I probably would have run out of hits first, but like I would have run out of time even if I'd had all the hits in the world. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, but it was, it was, yeah, it put a real like stat. And obviously, then Robert and myself are like driving home after that, and we're just like. Okay, well, we might need to instead of just being like, "Oh yeah, we'll just whatever, we'll just do a testament or a testavada." We might have to like up our game a little. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to after that. <laughs> and and I don't know, I I don't like saying especially in Dawn, because I'm sure I'm sure it's the, the the same, um, and there are amazing role players in in every nation, but it just like most of the time people in Dawn don't do anything by halves. Like everything is everything that everyone does is is just like dialed up to 11 so yeah i think there's lots of people who have that good sense for um like this is what i want to achieve but how can i do it more dramatically yeah like i i'm i know that i'm gonna get the thing that i want but how can i make the most people watch me get what i want yeah yeah well, that's that's the thing when it comes to like, especially like we we're talking about um, like inclusivity with like hats and things like that earlier. You can, it's not even though like when we describe it, like we tell them all our stories, we might make it seem like, oh yeah, you know, you have to do all this stuff and you have to stand in the middle of the glory square and do this, or you have to go around and make a fool of yourself in front of all the other nations. But if like if you want to be, you know, if you want to do something, you 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 can you can just do it because you know, people will support you doing it you know if someone if someone wants to yeah be a noble then other players will support you doing it no matter how you want to do it um, yeah like the the whole nobility thing in dawn um one of the things that i like best about the design of it um is that you can make it be as much of, as much or as little of a thing as you want yeah um because the test of metal thing, the test of metal literally says in it I'm not sure if it actually says on the wiki, but there's been clarifications that if you've been set a test of metal and you feel like you're just not going to be able to pass it in uptime, as long as you got oh, yeah. agreement from the person who set the test, you can just go, oh, I did it in downtime. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, yeah that is does. on there, yeah. yeah. Is that on there, right? Yeah. Uh, I haven't looked at it because I've like I I it's decided I was going to be noble from the very beginning yeah. um, because it was the the thing that let you vote. So it was like, well, ah, right, yeah. Because I was going to ask, yeah, I was going to ask you, have you done? Because as we were talking about tests, I was going to ask so, you, not not in play. Mm -hmm. um, like I've been involved in a bunch of tests of metal, mm -hmm. um, like just a couple of weekends ago, actually. Um, one of my friends, uh, Sally, whose character died at event four, mm -hmm. um, she came in as a new character, swapping over to House Dakota for, um nice. and um she passed her test of metal at a player event that we'd all gone to oh nice um nice. and the number of people from other nations who like came over and like watched it and were like either horrified or um like slightly sickened by her describing how uh, like she passed the test of uh, test of metal by um sacrificing most of her lance to take the uh, take the uh, objective in Lustry. Uh -huh. So, because I basically said, oh, I, I I quite like the idea of like no matter the cost, meaning no matter the cost. So, if people want me to have killed their loved ones by giving that order, I'm more than happy for you to come at me 
um, and be like, you know, you, you gave that order and that meant that my true love died or something. Um, and she was like, yeah, I'm up for that. Um, but then she like added this extra twist on it that actually, yes, I gave that order, but she was also, she was like the sergeant of the unit. So she also gave the order that meant that her true love died. So she's got some of the, some of the guilt on her as well. Um, and there's this beautiful scene where she's describing how each of them fell um, and like naming them as they go. Um, and there's a, a Wintermark General Osric who's sort of stood behind her, who at first is has a sort of a bit of a, a smile on his face as like me and him have a little bit of a, a rivalry slash bromance because he's the other he's the other general of a glorious army. Okay. okay. <laughs> Not quite as glorious as mine. Nah. No. Um, and like he 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 initially is quite uh, gleeful at the fact that I'm getting a I'm getting a talent to, um, and then. As it goes on, I can see this sort of like the look drain from him as he's like, "Well, no, this is horrific." Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to like twenty, like the the deaths of twenty people be described to me, um, and then like the look of horror goes e goes even further as um, I like I, I turn around to uh, Guinevere, the new character, uh, Sally's new character, and I'm like, um, "It was worth it, though, wasn't it? Because we won." Um, and she was like, "Yeah," and I'd do it again. Stuff. Like, <laughs> he's just looking on in horror, like, "What is this death cult that they've got?" Here? <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, yeah, we, we. I think we were saying to, um, I think we were saying to Pixie like uh, the other day about like we we're talking about like glory and things like that, and uh, the the amount of people uh, like out of character and in character that seem to like confuse glory with honor is like is it's so it's so often they're just like oh right well wh why did you do that? that's not glorious and i'm like no no you mean you mean honorable <laughs> i mean oh that wasn't very why did you just slaughter them they're unarmed i'm like yeah you're no you're talking about honor you're not talking about glory <laughs> yeah, glory glory is about winning yeah um and then everyone knowing that you won yeah um so uh not the same as honor in any way shape or form like yeah. the, there's tons of glory in actually being infamous as a terrible villain because yeah. people have heard of you well this is it so yeah because yeah. the main one you get and some people know what they're doing like in character but yeah in character and out of character like if you're like oh yeah you know well you know the skirmish was fucked basically and we just ran out and they're like oh that's not very glorious i'm like well, it wouldn't have been glorious to die, would it? <laughs> like, like, where, where, where would, just for no reason, you know. You're talking about honor that it was not very honorable to run away, but yeah, glorious, you know. Yeah, we're, we're about recording, so yeah, we're just, just talking about uh, winds of winds of fortune, winds of war. You did a great thing the other day where you did a was it five minute, five minute? Yeah, like, well, it was just under five minutes, but my, my plan was to try and do it in within five minutes. Five minute rundown uh, of the Winds of War. Please tell me you're going to do that again because every single time, please. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, like I've had a lot of good uh, feedback from it, so yeah. I'm quite tempted to. Um, I'm also tempted to do a bit more of an in depth one on the Barons because I I felt like I had five five minutes, but I was like. Okay, I feel I, like I talked about a bunch of other places, and then I had like a minute and a half on the Barons, <laughs> but that's because that was literally the only place that we were actually fighting. Yeah, um, yeah, because the the like the wind, like the wiki, the wiki's the wiki's tough, like the wiki's tough for 
that's the thing i've been playing a year and i'd like I, some of the winds of fortune came out a lot of it isn't really applicable to me anyway because it was like it was the magic stuff but yeah in general sometimes you're like you, you read through it and you're like you have to have a lot of kind of knowledge like background knowledge to even understand half of what's going on i mean some people can i'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm generalized some people can be like oh yeah some people just dive into the wiki and they're they're, they're all about it um but yes sometimes i read the wing, winds of war and i kind of know what's i kind of know some of it because you know i've talked about it in play but then when they start like referencing names um of like places that I, I don't really know because i'm not i'm not anything to do with those uh those nations or they talk about rituals that were done um in the past and i'm like oh man i've got to i've got to go back now and 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 tr so when i'm reading the winds i have to then like click on all the wiki links onto yeah I mean, that's why i end up doing putting in the links at least so yeah. like yeah. If, if if there is a thing that is referenced there'll normally be a link to it it's just it's quite easy to go on a wiki dive for like a couple of hours yep. without realizing <laughs> it um as you like try and understand all of the different yeah. bits for why a thing happened I, th I think certainly for the military one so much of it hinges on being in the being in the meetings yeah yeah like i i've had loads of people who are like totally smart and I should be able to put all of this together who have struggled to put it together because they've not been at military council. And yeah. if you're at military council, fair enough for the first two, maybe three sessions, it might go over your head a bit. But if you aren't there, you don't hear about the whys and stuff and they'll never put the whys up on the wiki because... They don't take minutes. <laughs> well, they don't um... take minutes, and also, obviously, I guess the wins, by their nature, have to be uh, like unbiased. I guess because yeah. I imagine everybody in those meetings will have a different version of what actually. Oh, I've, I've got a drastically biased view of how it is that the military <laughs> goes on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the, the the funniest thing about now, so like, so E one uh, uh, last year, it was um, obviously like we 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 toddle off to uh to military council and it is like it's all op open-sided because it was like right after covid i'm assuming they're just going to keep because they seem to keep it like that but anyway I think they'll like... keep it like that unless it's dead windy oh, really? like, yeah. I, I put in some feedback saying when it was windy it... i couldn't hear anything which meant that yeah. we had to cluster closer which is actually more of a risk at that point yeah um... exactly so it was yeah it was it was windy and it was it was getting cold as well right so it was but uh what i did enjoy about military council was I loved all the because obviously there's you've got your you know ten nations with all your different generals so it's a lot it's a large circle around there and I, I I really loved the the kind of obviously like the the whispering backwards and forwards like when you're <laughs> you, yeah like so you don't know I, I don't get involved in that but that's because I've got a front bench seat so I don't yeah. end up having to whisper like yeah. if I want my opinion to be known then i can just make it be known <laughs> yeah yeah it but it's 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 always it's it's just interesting because you're just like you can even see even though you've, you've not got any um experience in that type of thing you can you can already tell that it's like oh yeah well what yeah why do you know why do urizen not want to fight with the orcs you know i'm just saying that for an example but like it's it's like people will say oh yeah we we propose you know these these ones go out and you're just like hmm, why you know and the, on the other side of the tent you can see them whispering and you're like what's being said 
or like notes getting passed like I was like right at the back and standing you saw people come in and just like passing like like slipping pieces of paper in and it's just like there's barely even any exchange in words it's just like a nod and I'm just like oh this is so juicy what's happening <laughs> I think I think I think having the um I think that the, the good thing about having like a rundown of the winds of war, I think it's, it's just because like you said, you can, you can just be, it, it doesn't matter. You don't have to play the game and know any of that stuff. I think it's probably just Robin and myself. We're, we're terrible at keeping up with, um, keeping up the wins and keeping up with the campaign. And we're getting, problem is we're like getting involved in game that we should really know what's going on. That's the thing. That's our biggest issues. It's half the time we're like, we're like, Oh yeah, we want to do, go do this. And, uh, you know, if we want to maybe go for a certain hat, and I'm like, oh crap, we're gonna, you're actually going to have to learn something about uh, what's actually going on. You know, otherwise, yeah, yeah you're going to be a bit there's lost. So, there's so much written, and even with the, like the audio versions that they put out, the audio version is still every word that they've written. Um, so it doesn't end up um, summarizing it really at all. Uh, and that was the niche that I thought there was to like have someone come in and be like here's a summary of what you actually need or what i think you actually need to know yeah um obviously yeah. I, as i said before i'm biased like i've i've, I've got agendas and stuff yeah. so um and i'd rather be upfront about the fact that i've yeah. got biases bias rather than yeah I try mean... and pretend like i'm putting forward a, an unbiased <laughs> opinion of why it is that we should take the barons or anything yeah, yeah. but but like because you you did it more from like a like this is the result like this is what actually happened rather than i think this is what should happen you were like oh yeah, yeah. The, so that this army's here and it was it was good just to have a yeah it, it just a brief like oh yeah because i've listened to it like three or four times even like when we've been like talking about um talking about things like we were talking to people about the jotun and i'm like i have no, i'm like what is going on with the Jotun? And I went back and listened to your like five minute thing. I'm like, okay, well the Jotun are here, here, and here. Okay, I know, I know sort of what what they're doing and what my character might think about it. You know, um, but the military game I think is wide, like not wide open, wide open. But there's so much fluidity to it that's come this year, like this year. Mm. Um, like one of the slightly mad stats that I ended up finding when I like looked at how experienced is your average general. Um, there are generals who took their positions at E1 mm -hmm. who are in like, they're all joint 10th most experienced generals in the empire currently. So as in like, yeah, E1, E1 this year or last year, yeah. last year. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, so there were nine generals who are still in position who aren't uh, ones who have less than a year's experience at this point. That's crazy. I wonder what what's. I wonder if that's similar in the other um, kind of big. What would you call them? My institution things you know like the uh, I haven't really had a look at Senate. conclave and synod um, like. Conclave and Synod, I think, are more likely to have long-running people mm -hmm. because, the, well, weirdly, I think Military Council probably has a lot of the highest turnover because, well, you don't have to. Um, it does attract fighty characters, basically. Yeah. Um, so I think you do end up with many more people dying in position than you would for archmages or senators or anyone like that which is um, sad isn't it we, we were hearing about a, a an orc 
uh, an imperial orc that that got a, she got a generalship <laughs> and died on the summit that she got generalship and never got never got to put any orders out. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> that's sad. Yeah, like sometimes people have terrible luck because like that that's just one example. Um, there are at least like three or four others who like spent a bunch of time as adjutants or like coming to military council, getting their face and their name known a little bit, mm. finally got to being a general and then like died within an event or two. So they didn't actually end up getting to be general for long enough to make any impact. Yeah. 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 I mean, for, for me, I like Robin's maybe a little bit more interested like currently, but for me, if Godric survives, then I imagine it might be something I might be interesting but like I, I could i could see i could see me looking to get into it when i'm not too bothered about going out and fighting weirdly enough so like, I, do it like I, you, I think yourself doing you'd, it, you know you'd probably enjoy doing like uh like i was saying in the previous bit the sort of whole niche thing that yeah. we end up with in in dornish generals because there are enough of us yeah. um like you'd probably quite like if Zoran ever decided that he didn't want to um, be a general anymore, being the general who then leads on the field. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although the, the awkward thing is once you're leading on the field, you don't get to fight in the front line nearly as much. Um, or you probably shouldn't. Like, well, you well, I probably but... shouldn't. I've seen, I've, I've seen, I've seen Zoran up at the front a fair few times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's, that's, that's the kind of position. Yeah, because that's... But again, a, a position like that, the, the the odd thing about that I found about laugh is that is that you know, and it's it seems obvious to to say, but yeah, the the part you're playing for, you don't need the experience for. But that's one of the most daunting things is like you you can be like, oh yeah, you know, I want to, you know, if you say, oh yeah, I want to be, you know, a, go give being a field marshal a try, and then you're like, oh, and then everyone's kind of looking for you for orders, and you're like, I don't actually have any. Any, ex any life experience in this whatsoever you know that, i think that's the most daunting thing about like jumping in for some of these positions is going that's one of one of the reasons i would always recommend to people that if they're if they're, like to put it in empire terms if if your ambition is to get a job that's not a very good ambition mm -hmm. your ambition should be what it is that you want to do with the job and why it is that you need the job to do it um like mine, mine has pretty much always been. I want to be the one who ends the druge. Yeah. Um, so I've wanted to be general because I wanted to do that, yeah. and then I, yeah, starting along the 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 couple of steps that I still need to do to to actually do it. What's your why? Yeah, that's that's the that's the thing you need to find, right? Man, the druge. Are we are we gonna? Do you think we're gonna have another another season of like lots of druge stuff? Um, I'd be desperately surprised this upcoming season. I mean, we'll probably find out by the time this actually goes goes to air. Yeah. Um, the, the battle opportunities aren't going to be at least a couple in the Barons to pick mm. between. Um, mm. Like, I reckon we'll probably have one that is like, do you want to kill Druge or do you want to convert local tribe people? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, do you want to actually impress the locals or do you just want to do some killing nice. and i think that'll be a really troops. really interesting discussion and decision to make yeah. because um we've got this thing that's currently happening where uh the synod said we need to not just conquer the barons 
we need to liberate the barons and like all of these people, orcs or humans or whoever, who have been enslaved by the Druze all this time. Um, and we've got a couple of good examples that that can work because um, like you, you guys haven't read a huge amount of wiki, so you probably won't get the when I talk about like the sand fishers. Uh, who are an yeah. orc tri- they're an orc tribe that we rescued in Ossium mm-hmm. who moved to Holberg and now are like that they're trying to send their kids to school in Holberg and stuff <laughs> um, so like all of all of these like little orc kids are trying to get scholarships to be able to go to Holberg <laughs> University they deserve an education as well yeah um, and that, that's, it. that's it I think the senate ended up like voting to say yeah we should absolutely like give them the same chance that we, we would expect a citizen to be able to have because if we want them to eventually become citizens we can't like leave them out um and like the same the the question is going to be does the same apply to all of the subject tribes that we end up finding in the barons like i'm not sure how many of them have necessarily been named at this point uh-huh. um but i know a previous time that we went over that way we had like ravin the Black Wind and the Great Forest Orcs. Uh-huh. And the Great Forest Orcs have sort of migrated a bit to Thurunin, yeah. but want their home in Paytap back. Um, the Black Wind have actually actually ended up like chucking back in with the Druze. Um, and the Ravin, I think, actually got entirely wiped out as a tribe mm-hmm. because the Druze were like, well, you you need to have an ex- you are going to be the example that we make to everyone else to make sure that no one else thinks that they can be free of us ever again. Um, so we're fighting against all of this history of the Druze having done all of these horrible things that we end up needing to not do similar horrible things because otherwise we'll we'll look to the locals like yeah. the bad guys too. Um, <laughs> yes, they'll, the, yeah. they'll, they'll just be like, well, I guess it's just a different boss that yeah. I'm giving my money to. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like. That's the thing when we're reading through some of the more recent um, Winds of War, and that was my first time reading about, you know, other groups of orcs that were not barbarians, but um, a, a little different. And that's when I came across the, the the forest orcs and started, and I clicked on that link and started reading things on that. And I was like, what What are forest orcs? This is new. <laughs> and I ended up down this wiki rabbit hole of going through all these different groups. And I was like, because I, I very much had that whole like um opinion of well no we just need to kill all the druze just go in there kill all the druze that's what we should be doing and then I started reading all these things and I was like oh we might end up being the bad guys which ones are the druze <laughs> well yeah cause... that's what I was ta- yeah that's what I was talking about I mean you feel I was, was telling me that like because I was when I read that wins I was like oh yeah and they won't they'll fight alongside the imperials but just not the Dornish and I'm like. Well, why don't they like the Dornish? And I was told that it's like, yeah, because we're we're bad for for, for killing them <laughs> accidentally because you think they're Druze. Yeah, there the, there was an unfortunate diplomatic faux pas where um, some Navari, I think, agreed with the Great Forest Orcs that them and the other local tribes would be able to take over Dawnguard in exchange for the Great Forest Orcs leading. Um, one of the Navarre armies safely through Brickelliand. Um And they safely led the Navarre army through Brickelliand, but no one told us we were meant to... Or, like, if anyone did tell us we were meant to abandon Dawnguard, it wasn't agreed upon. 
just just so just some just some letter arrived from some Navari. They're just like, ah, good one, Navari. <laughs> Very funny. No, to, to be honest, like Navarre have done an absolutely sterling job of some of the some of the not quite right information that they've put out at various points to make it suit their narrative yeah like um i still find it wild how many people say like valorna have got um uh, a trapping souls from going into the labyrinth because there's been people from suma who have come over and been like we want to test that um and found that most most valon husks don't have a soul it's trapped in them like it's a lot of crap <laughs> <laughs> it's propaganda. It, 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 it's something that probably some enterprising Navari made up at some point because it really makes us want to go and kill Valon. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I that's what I, I love about the game is that you have the, yeah, like all these nations will have like these like mortal enemies, and it kind of like pulls the empire in all these different directions because it, yeah, it would it would make the game. I can imagine it would make the game quite unstable if everybody, if we just have one enemy and they're over there and then the Druge and the whole empire just wanted to go and just steamroll them. I guess it wouldn't, I guess it would just be, yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't be anywhere near as interesting. Do you like have, uh, <laughs> do you have that thing where, because your, your character's like, oh, I want to kill the Druge. Do, do you have that thing where you're like, you want it to happen? But you also don't want it to happen because then you'll be like, what do I oh do now? no, I've, I've like I've got layers and layers of annihilating the druge. Like <laughs> killing kill, killing their armies isn't even the isn't even the final step. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna go into all their into all their cities and just burn all their libraries or whatever. I mean, I'm it, it's basically the, the the final end game is that I want their name erased because, um, like I. Like glory tells us that if um, if if your name is remembered, then it means that you've done something. Whereas if uh, I can get the name Druge erased from history, and they're just known as there's some barbarians who used to exist to the east, <laughs> then I'm not even giving them the uh, the courtesy of like their name being remembered, yeah. which is to me like the biggest the biggest thing that I can do to. Um, to 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 be mean to them and it'll probably like have all sorts of weird spiritual knock-on effects because um if all of their ancestors get forgotten then their ancestors probably won't be able to talk to anyone across the howling abyss um that's that's oh no and then you're gonna upset okay. you're gonna upset some imperial orcs <laughs> uh the the thing but the druids are quite like you're talking about oh yeah we we, we want to be better than the last boss. I mean, but the Druids are quite nasty, though, right? I mean, they're they're quite an easy one to convince people to eradicate. I imagine. I I I've certainly found so. Um, like it ends up being fairly straightforward to be like, look, these guys are are bad guys. I think the same can be said of all of the different neighboring orcs that we've got. Mm. It's just different people will be the ones making that argument. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, Navarre are obviously not treated as people by the Jotun. Because oh, really? the Jotun despise the Navarre so much that they've eradicated them, even like down to civilians. They don't give them the choice or anything. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that. I, I'm I'm sitting here going, I mean, the Jotun don't seem that bad, do they? Oh, sorry. 
in, in fairness, <laughs> like there's an argument to be made for the Navar started it, but I mean, I can accept that, yeah. I mean, historically, the Navar started it anyway because they were the Terranail Empire and they were the ones who set the Valon free on everyone. So, yeah, they created you know. their own problems. <laughs> they create their yeah. own problems. Um, and then, like the Thule enslaved lots of uh, Winterborn people or Winterfolk people. Um, obviously, a lot of that has since been worked out in play. Um, but initially, a lot of the hatred towards the Thule was because they'd stolen a lot of the uh, Wintermark runesmiths. Right, um, okay. And they used to have a building called a Runeforge where you used to be able to make uh, new magic items, like come up with new magic items. Um, but the Thule stole all of the people who used to work there. Um, and then the Grendel have like sent lots of people off to the salt mines, basically. Yeah, so yeah, um, it, it doesn't sit like if we ever had if the Empire ever had any like treaties with the Druze, or because the Druze feel like the only ones that just don't seem to want to uh, have any kind of uh, dialogue with the Empire at all. So there was a treaty that lasted for six months. Oh. Um, <laughs> Okay. Which, which was basically we agreed with them that we were going to split the barons down the middle. I think they were probably going to end up with more than half of it, so we weren't actually going to have it be an imperial territory. Uh -huh. um, but in exchange, we were basically both going to agree, or like we were going to agree that it was fine for the local tribes that had rebelled against the Druze to get killed, and we weren't going to give them safety, um, and the Druze were going to kill them and cast uh, rivers run red and all of that sort of stuff to yeah. basically kill them real fast um but the the terms of the agreement as it was uh hashed out were that um the empire were going to agree for two armies to remain defending dawnguard mm -hmm. um and we looked at the numbers because we ended up like doing some scrying on what it is that they had in the barons at the time and we were like if they attacked with what they've got there, and we only had two armies there, those two armies would take so many casualties that they'd probably end up breaking. Do we trust the Druze not to do that? No, 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 we absolutely don't. Um, so we moved the armies back out, <laughs> back out of there <laughs> and just left it undefended uh -huh. because there was no point in sacrificing two armies to uh -huh. it. Um, and unsurprisingly, they ended up like rolling over the whole thing um, while we weren't at war with them, which was a bit weird, um, but then we declared war again the next the next season. Yeah, I mean, I mean the 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 game the game does sound like a bit like a total war game. You know, it does sound like you you get the faction. You know, you have all the different the different factions, and you kind of can predict kind of what they're going to do. And then if you like, you were saying with the the focus on certain areas, like when you're playing like total war, there's like you you. The, the bit that's under threat is the bit you keep concentrating on and then you forget that you've got people starving over over here and you're just like <laughs> put all the resources into there what's like the do you, do you guys have like a, a spreadsheet that you can kind of look at or something between all the generals to figure out what's going on in downtime so you don't forget where all the armies are so most of us keep a spreadsheet but you can't have a spreadsheet in a field so you end up you end up needing to work out how to do it in a way that suits the way that your your mental maths mental arithmetic can can handle so i'll routinely have uh, a, at least one book 
where I've got the names of all of the armies, what their loca- locations, and I'll prep this before I go to an event. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that I'll tend to do um, is try and pace out from from where an army is currently, what active war fronts can they reach? Because there's not that much point in me trying to convince a, a, a general from Wintermark that their army should come over and fight in the Barrens. Mm-hmm. Because they can't get there. Yeah. Um, so I come up with a list of here are all of the armies that could make it to Samasuak or um Liafavan or Bregasland or the Barons or Zenith. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I end up going, okay, if we got all of them to go here, what would the result be? Or what do we think the result would be? If we only get three of them to go there, what would the result be? And try and do some just quick maths because mm-hmm. you're never going to be able to get it accurately because we don't we don't know what the enemy are going to do until until the results come out yeah. yeah um but you can at least work on a what's a worst case scenario like one of the ones that i'm working on at the moment is like what if the druge put all of their armies into the barons and try and defend it how many armies do we actually need to be able to still win um and the good news is that if we put everything in they can't oppose us with enough to stop us but that requires me to convince everyone to put in yeah yeah it's a fascinating game also also really meta it's like you 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 have to do simulation games of a simulation of a simulation game (laughs) (laughs) i mean I'm, i'm glad that it actually has a um an actual mechanic behind it mm-hmm. because I think it would be the most frustrating thing in the world if we'd gone, okay, we know that we can get this amount in and then PD just turned around and went, well, no, it's not going to fit with the story that we want, so yeah. we're not going to win. Yeah. yeah, that's a good distinction to make, actually. So, yeah, you, you, cause of the, yeah it's an actual game. So you're, you're, play, you're playing a game like some of those game designers behind it. The, there's, there's mathematics behind it, basically. And it's not just a, oh... It's plot writing because, like you say, if people are like, "Oh yeah, you know, um, we we want the Druze to win, or we want the Druze in this in this area, or the Druze are going to do this," so no matter how mm. many, how much resources the Empire puts into it, they're just not gonna they're just not gonna win. Like you say, it'd be bloody frustrating otherwise. Yeah, how much how much time do you have like to put your orders in after the event? So uh, no, you put your orders in at the event. You put your orders um... in at the event. Yeah, so at the last military council, mm. so the one that runs from like one o'clock until time out, um, that one, we do all of the final, I'd say voting, but strictly speaking, we don't have to vote, but we tend to vote to try and come okay. up with at least a, a unified plan on what it is that we're doing. Uh-huh. Um, and then those sheets of paper that you have to fill in while you're in the field with what what are your orders and they get taken away by the civil service to be distributed to armies. Realistically, they get handed to the yeah. people who do the actual um, generating of the results. Um, but it ends up sometimes being a little bit wild because you're there in that last hour, probably really knackered, possibly sleep deprived and a bit dehydrated, trying to come up with something that's going to sound cool when it goes on the wiki. <laughs> Because I was going to ask you that, because obviously, like some of the stuff there looks 
like the awesome so for people who don't know like the, so it'll, it'll come out on the wiki with the orders of like where the armies are going then it'll have a little like um fluff text piece from all of you generals so like oh yeah and you'll say a little piece that's, that's literally what, I, what we've written in the field. That's what you've just come up with there. Because <laughs> yeah. some of them are really good. It's like... Um, like, some people are fabulous at writing them. Like, some people write off that, like, that's not their not the thing that their skill lies in. Mm. Um, and they just write, I want to go here, and this is what <laughs> I'm going to do. Um, most people put in a, like, a bit of effort, at least. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> But there's a skill to it, and like the highborn armies at the moment have this special order, which means that um, if they what they write there matters because it helps determine what winds of fortune happen. Okay. So like this this last downtime in Zenith, mm. like both of the highborn that stayed in Zenith um, wrote orders to say that they're trying to make sure that the Druze are fully, fully, fully driven out to the point of trying to root out all of the towers or all of like the miasma pillars and stuff that they've set in. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the reasons that the Zenith opportunity has ways to root out miasma pillars and all of this sort of stuff, mm -hmm. because that's what the, that's what the generals chose to write about. Yeah. Um, and like, if the generals choose to write about um, like, I just want to focus on killing Druge, mm -hmm. then that will probably mean that we get a wind of fortune that's like the synod can vote for us to do more things to kill Druge. Um, or uh, I think the one the Valiant Pegasus who went into the Barons put in in support of the thing that the synod were doing anyway, which is trying to convert the local tribes to maybe help us at some point in the future. Um, or at least not view us as enemies <laughs> and conquerors. Uh, <laughs> it's not. It's not tough empire. Just be slightly better than the Druze. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I noticed that um, because the because you, obviously you have uh, what they call. Obviously, you put orders in. But what's the? Are they called orders? That like the, the the thing that you decide that your arm mechanically that your army is doing. Yeah. So there's there's mechanical orders yeah. like no matter the cost and balance the attack yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Um, like UID or like the the game that I play with myself is I want to try and fit that into the text yeah, of something else inspiring that I write. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is dead easy when you've got an order called no matter the cost. Yeah, but right. <laughs> it's probably a little bit more difficult if you're like trying to go rah, 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 we're gonna absolutely smash them and like conquer all of their lands and stuff um cautious advance um... <laughs> <laughs> that must be like but, I, but yeah. i'm assuming you, you kind of have to make your own decisions on those because i imagine in that meeting you can't you can't you're not going to all decide or do you like you, exactly so the, what the, the ideal flow for doing. that meeting is that there ends up being all of the postscript after the battle. Um, like, names get taken of who it is that's fallen in the battle, uh, or at least numbers. Like, often you can't end up actually getting names because that takes too long, because the the field marshal needs to go away and address the Senate. Um, and then um, after that, we flip to talking about who's going where. And normally, by that point in the weekend, we've got, like three or four plans if that so we're trying to vote between these three or four plans as to which one it is that we think is yeah the one that we're going to agree to if you can get the plan agreed to with half an hour to spare or something then at that point 
will try and split into our sort of regional groups yeah. um and then have everyone who's fighting in zenith come together to like talk about what orders we're putting in everyone who's going to samasuak come together and talk about what orders we're putting in so that we can try and have a bit of a joined up where it is that we're going because one of the other things that we're supposed to do but is sometimes a bit hit and miss um or sometimes only a couple of people in in the um in the area actually do it is we're supposed to give what regions we're attacking so like each territory split into between five to eleven regions okay and what order you conquer them in can make a difference yeah because some of them have got fortifications in or some of them have got forests in some of them might have a boar's resource or something like that so if you conquer that territory that's got a boar's resource then you are both taking it onto our side and denying it to the enemy yeah or okay, is, right, yeah. is that kind of what happened with Zenith last time? Because obviously in, in the winds, it was obviously described as there was like a, yeah, like a straight through the middle kind of uh, cut off thing going on. So, so yeah, in that case, so, you're so, just like, yeah, we we're aiming for the middle of, of, the, of the territory. So Zenith was a slightly weird one mm-hmm. in the, um, I think it, like it started being looked at as early as event one last year. Yeah. Um, that we looked at the map of Zenith um, on the wiki um, and yeah, on any of these maps, um, <laughs> and noticed that there was only one region that actually bordered onto the Druze homeland, mm-hmm. and that we could reach that region without actually going through all of the ones that the Druze had in Zenith. So what we ended up doing was leave the Druze with two regions that they controlled, but no way home. Nice. Um, and that that basically led to the slightly weird the, the, the situation that they were in in E4 where they were desperate because they were like, well, we either have to rely on our scumbag friends back in Druzlands coming and saving us, fat oh. chance of that happening, <laughs> um, or we need to try and make our own way out. So that's why they ended up making their own way out um, or trying to make their own way out because if they hadn't, then we would have slowly whittled down their numbers while also leaving them nowhere to retreat to. Or, like, the only places they could have retreated to would have been, like, into Grendellands or, um, like, into this other place that just seems to be full of fortifications and some weird neutral force. Yeah. Yeah. So they were in like a bit of a more unique situation than I yeah. think compared to their previous sort of interactions with them. Yeah. Um, and basically trying to spot those unique interactions is one of the most fun bits of the military game um like going back to what we did in spring i think it was where we did the the steel causeway through the barons like we were never going to conquer the entire barons because it's 11 regions that's 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 a year's worth of work basically Mm. um but there were two regions that if we connect if we took both of those we could connect holberg and thurunen and that then meant that we were able to move armies up and down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also weirdly split off a bunch, like there's three regions in the Barrens that have been split off from the rest of the Druze land for a while. And I don't know if we're going to get anything weird out of that at some point um, in the future. I, like one of, the, one of the things that I try and do is try and do something that means that there's an opportunity for PD to write something interesting. Yeah. 
yeah. because then they're possibly going to. Whereas if what you do is just slam armies against armies, there's not that much excitement. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, the, there's yeah. a limited amount of excitement that can happen in that. Yeah, yeah. I guess that you you're giving the plot team something to be like, oh yeah, they 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 took over this whatever. Like you're saying about like a ball seat or something like that. That gives you gives um gives players more uh yeah options options so do you think because what the one thing about like the barons is that like like coming in as a new a new player last year you kind of and and reading the dawn brief you like instantly learn about the barons and it's like oh i want to take the barons and then you hear about oh you know uh, the the dawnish you know they want to get things done they want to be glorious and then the entire year everyone's like oh yeah the barons the barons the barons and you're like oh are we going to get it done so i'd like phil are we are we actually going to get it done do you think um it's certainly my intention to try and get it done yeah. um whether the blocks all fall into place or not yeah. um isn't entirely on me because that ends up being one of the other things that you need to understand in the military game is that you've only got control 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 of one army um and one army can't really do that much on its own no like, so, so you pretty much have to like convince yeah the the rest of the empire that's beneficial to the empire that taking the barons is a good idea yeah, I, i'm basically my, my game at e1 is going to be convincing at least 12 other people that this is going to be a good idea yeah yeah. Um, and why it's going to be a good idea, and yeah. some of that ends up being being convincing um, with roleplay. Some of it ends up being uh, like putting the emotional screws on people. Some of it ends up being like uh, I try and try and do a thing where I produce a little bit of literature, and it do, I, I don't produce enough copies to really hand it out to loads of people. Of yeah. here's what my plan is for the season for yeah. the bit that I'm paying attention to, um, and why I think it is going to be a good good thing. So that if I don't have a full ten minutes to sit down and talk to someone, I can be like here's a flyer um come back and ask me questions when yeah. you're in a position to like actually have a bit of time yeah um yeah literature is super useful uh it, it, but you know what i tell you what like literature and and the the whole like coming around and pitching is is great uh it's great great for information for new players honestly like we're talking about the wiki and how difficult we find it sometimes like obviously the game is designed so you you it's better if you find out stuff in the field but really it's so much easier as maybe someone who's new to empire when someone comes up to you with like a short pitch about what's going on you know mm -hmm. it's it's better like because in, instead of someone coming up and being like oh yeah what do you think of this you know and you're like ah when someone comes up and is like okay are you voting on this and we're like we don't know what that is okay well let me tell you what it is it's this yeah. this this the other blah, blah, blah. it might might be obviously skewed in from what they wanted to sell you but the information gets in there way easier when people come up and are like, oh, yeah, have you got a military unit? Cool. Uh, I'm doing this thing. This is happening. That's happening. This is happening. And then it's 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 in my head then, you know, instead of reading it on, on a wiki or trying to find out about it, it's it's way well, better. The, when... the wiki is exclusively for as much as possible non-biased information. Yeah. So if you want to put across emotive and biased literature, you have to produce your own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the thing, though, like, like you were saying, Oliver, like, I mean, like the things like that have stuck into my head have been those things that people from different houses within Dawn have come over and pitched because 
obviously there's that bias but there's that person behind there there's that sort of like passion coming through for what they're pitching and that information just sticks so much so much more easily and um I I love I love it when people come around for pitches especially like having like the military unit and things because there's so many and some of them are just absolutely insane it's really cool just getting to hear them and hear that part of the game as well also I get to vote uh no i don't i don't even know how that works i get a favor right to give to uh, yeah basically uh in your pack mm -hmm. you'll get a ribbon that says like godric's favor or something mm -hmm. um that you you attach to an item uh -huh. um and then you pass that to whoever it is that you want to vote for or who you want to control your vote oh right okay all right so, so it's, I... a, it's an it's an actual it's an actual physical token uh -huh. so like, for example, I could I could well have had this is Tancred's favor, but I don't spend enough time in Dawn to necessarily know who it is that's going to be a a, a good senator. Mm -hmm. So I might have turned around to my wife and been like, "I'm just going to give you my favor, so you've got two votes functionally uh, for right. whoever it is that you think yeah. should be senator." Because yeah. I'm not going to be here when the pictures happen because it clashes with military council. Or yeah, something exactly. Like that. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah. So could I technically like give it to like my seneschal or something like that, like yo folk, and just be like, "I I, I don't care, just." <laughs> There'd probably be a bit of a an eye raise at giving it to a yo folk. There you um, go. That's but I think vote. you're courting that anyway. So <laughs> I don't know. You can have my vote. Whatever. <laughs> Piss everyone off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. So well, we're we're just about time. Hopefully, everyone's um. Like I said, by the time this by the time this airs, hopefully people will be listening to this on their way to on their way to E1. So Phil, are you are you ready for are you are you prepped and ready for for e1 because we've I've done still got most of my prep in terms of what i can do uh -huh. like a whole bunch of it ends up hinging on winter fortune yeah. so like uh -huh. i i can't finalize this is what my printout is going to say for what is that i think the best plan should be yeah. because there might be something that comes out in the winter fortune late on that suddenly changes a lot of that uh in terms of kit i've got a bit more kit that i've put together nice. um my folk, oh, like one of my slightly weird focuses has been on furniture. Um, like I got, a, I got a couple of black folding chairs nice, because nice. I had plain wooden um, folding chairs, mm -hmm. but they got mixed in with everyone else's plain wooden folding chairs because yeah. like loads of people have them. Yeah, so yeah. ours have gone. I've got some black ones now. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I've tried to make sure that I've got a few more um, like warm layers as well because. While it was lovely and warm all last year, I'm not trusting that to happen the rest of the year. And well, e even when it's been warm, it's gotten so cold at night that you yeah. want the extra layers to sling on at night, if nothing else. So that was the thing. E1 last year it was like a year ago. Christ, like so it was uh, it was cold at night, but it was actually quite pleasant in the daytimes which yeah, is good currently currently while we're recording this i'm looking out the window and it is glorious sunshine so yeah, if that can just if, if that can just hold on for <laughs> hold on for a couple of weeks we'll be fine yeah we're yeah i mean we're just about ready i think you've got way more to do than me i mean you robin you've got like I have so much to do. But you're like procrastinating. Like, you're like <laughs> I'm so bad with procrastinating. I'm I'm I mean I I'm on, I, I, I work in a, a secondary school, so I'm on Easter holidays right now. And this is a Friday of week one. I added four rivets and two buckles to my armor this week. 
So Robin will procrastinate with other like work and projects. So funny story. I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but like, oh, so no, I, I think it was like E2 or something like E2 or E1 where like Robin's like got all this stuff to do. She's like making, I, I can't remember you were like making your armor. You were making something else as well. Like stuff that oh, needed to be All that Dawn Sun armor was like halfway through. Half, yeah. Halfway through. But I mean, it was like right before we left. So you, you would have had like, you would have had most of it done and that you were like stressing out. You're like, oh, so much do I need to do this? We need to do this. We need to do that. We need to pack this, pack that. And I'm like, right, okay, I'll leave you. And I came back like an hour later and like Robin was finishing something off. And I'm like, what is that? She's like, just a mushroom. And she'd made like, she got like a little like ceramic mushroom and like put uh, like luminescent. And I'm like, why do we need that? She's <laughs> like, we haven't done anything. Yet. Like, Make your armor. I'm like, <laughs> maybe maybe that can be a mad thing that you found in Brocaliand. <laughs> just like, she's like, but mushroom. I'm like, we don't even need a mushroom. Like, what, what do Oh, it's, oh, so yeah, um, yeah. I don't. Robin's after something. I won't spoil it. After something, because there, there's some of the stuff from the uh, Brickellian wins is ju are just are just awesome. We were like, oh, we should bring something back from and say it's from Brickellian, but we haven't got it yet. So we'll have to. <laughs> it's something something along those veins. I need to. I need to get. Um, oh, I'll need to get like a fizz rep some for, to go in my favor then, because I didn't realize I need uh, something something like a little token or something like that think of something like that i can make that instead of doing my armor no no i'll make I'll... <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i think the thing that i've ended up using for the past while has been there's a guy who does um like resin casts of the army symbols so oh. i've got like an, an army symbol of the hands of glory yeah um that's got a little um like hook like a little eyelet thing on it yeah. so i can just tie the ribbon through the eyelet yeah. and then do, do you get it get handed around do you get it back i'm assuming do you get it back or is it just like... i assume so like yeah I'm, I'm not sure how often my vote actually ends up getting used <laughs> um, and like i'd largely hand it back to the same people anyway so yeah, exactly. it's not that much of a thing exactly so um, you can tell you tell i'm a great noble rather than just learning about this now like a week before. <laughs> week before i just just i just wanted to swan around and act important that's all anyway <laughs> anyway we're at we're at we're at time thank you very much phil for uh for coming on oh, good Oh man, I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to uh, I mean, it's a couple of weeks, but as this as this airs, we'll be almost there. So we'll uh, we'll see you all uh, see you all at Anvil, and we'll uh, say goodbye by the podcast. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Bye everyone. Thank you very much for stopping by. If you enjoyed this show, give us a thumbs up. Consider following and subscribing so that you know when a new episode is posted. Until the new episode is posted, you can go and check out some of our other episodes that we have made. If you have any questions concerning LARP, Empire LARP, the military game within LARP, you can leave us a comment down below. Or if you just want to say hey and let us know you made it to the end of this episode. Until the next time, though, we love you and stay safe.